Hello and welcome to the Constructor Cast, your AGC place for all the news, views, and interviews relevant to your construction business. I'm your host, Amy Hager. Today I have Colin Janet, AGC's Manager of Political and International Affairs, to give us an update on the tariffs that President Trump enacted in the last month or so. And recently, AGC CEO Steve Sanher said the administration's new steel tariffs appear to already be having a negative impact on the demand for many types of construction services. And not only are contractors getting squeezed by higher prices on products, but it seems many private sector developers are rethinking some investments because of growing fears of a trade war. And so, Colin, what are some of the other impacts that have already happened? Well, Amy, firstly, thank you for having me on today. It's a pleasure to join you on ConstructorCast and uh, talk trade. I think it's important to start off by putting this all in perspective. The construction industry consumes 43% of American steel, according to the American Iron and Steel Institute. So as our listeners well know, these 25% tariffs on steel and 10% on aluminum really can cut into a company's bottom line. So we're hearing from members that the price increases brought about by the tariffs can actually be the difference between a project being profitable or not profitable. So this is serious stuff. Broadly speaking, the tariffs are affecting pricing and threaten to impact jobs. So far, the tariffs have triggered a surge of orders that mills say they cannot fill on a timely basis. This has caused prices for certain aluminum and steel projects to surge. Unfortunately, we're also hearing reports of suspected prospecting. Specifically, we're also witnessing increased pricing for domestically fabricated steel due to higher raw material costs and also, as I mentioned, the undercapacity of these mills. Already, American steel mills have raised their prices multiple times since the tariffs were announced. So additionally, American fabricators and mills are not locking these prices in for a sustained period, which is causing mass issues, and nor are they willing to take on the forward risk for these cost increases. We're also witnessing increased lead times for manufactured steel, as well as decreases in product availability. So as you can well imagine, and as our listeners, unfortunately, I'm sure have experienced, it's creating budget problems for our members, delays, and possibly even cancellations for infrastructure and other public projects. So that really relates back to what Sanher had already said, that this has made a big impact on their businesses. Um, Is there any other areas that it's affected? It's also impacting uh, jobs. Right now, um, these tariffs threatened the construction workforce. A pair of competing reports were released and released, which measured the potential impact of the administration's tariffs on jobs across the U.S. economy. Now, this pair of competing reports, they employed different models. They arrived at drastically different figures, and yet these two reports similarly project that the tariffs will adversely impact construction employment, especially when compared to other industries. So immediately following the tariffs announcement in early March, a report prepared for the Business Roundtable by Trade Partnership Worldwide estimated that 28,000 construction jobs could be at risk. Then, only a few weeks later, they revised that number upwards and estimated that over 66,000 construction jobs could now be at risk. And this, didn't even, this figure did not even take into account how exposed the construction industry is to other trade retaliations by other countries. The other report I referenced by the protectionist group Coalition for a Prosperous America estimates that the tariffs could also jeopardize 10,635 jobs. We're seeing effects on pricing as well as on uh, future employment. So then I know there's been a recent change to countries being exempted. Um, Can you break that down for us? Sure. So shortly before the tariffs went into full effect on March 23rd, 
President Trump signed proclamations temporarily exempting seven U.S. allies and trading partners, creating a sort of grace period that was set to expire on May 1st. These exempted nations included Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Canada and Mexico, South Korea, and the 28 member states of the EU. Now, all along, the administration has indicated that Mexico and Canada's exemptions from the metals tariffs would be directly tied to ongoing NAFTA renegotiations. The administration perceives these temporary exemptions as a bargaining chip, mm -hmm. as a way of forcing their trade partners to the negotiating table and eliciting favorable deals. The U.S. Trade Representative's Office has made clear all along that the countries seeking relief from the tariffs could submit quotas or other restrictions on their steel and aluminum exports effectively granting trade concessions to the U.S. in order to be shielded from these tariffs. Mm -hmm. So while this has been beneficial for the U.S. Trade Representative's Office, right. it's been incredibly detrimental to American businesses who depend upon stability in order to operate, as we've mentioned, with these price increases and right. possible job losses. Now, unfortunately, that exemption status has been extended for another month for three countries, and this is where things have recently shifted. Canada and Mexico, as we mentioned, as they wrapped up NAFTA, but also the EU and its 28 member states. That May 1st deadline has now been moved to a June 1st deadline. Meanwhile, Argentina, Australia, Brazil, and South Korea are more or less permanently exempted from the tariffs. Now, to go back to your qu earlier question about what immediate effect this is having on pricing, it's not fully clear. Take Argentina and Australia, for example. They did not even export enough steel to the US in 2017 to make them a top 10 source of US steel imports. So the current, the recent exemptions, uh, we have, we'll have to continue studying. What it does provide us is more accurate data to collect uh, in assessing the tariff's overall damage. This is, this is important when we take this to the executive branch, to members of Congress, that we have a data-driven approach to prove just how, just how serious and onerous these tariffs have been on our industry. So Colin, is there a risk of trade war or retaliation on American exports? Interestingly enough, Amy, this this move to extend the temporary exemption to June 1st did diffuse uh, growing indications of a trade escalation between the EU and the U.S. The EU had planned to slap 25% tariffs on $3.4 billion worth of U.S. goods right when that May 1st deadline came up. And that would have likely prompted a similarly harsh U.S. response. So. While that feels like it's disconnected from the construction industry, as we've seen with the escalating trade spat between the U.S. and China, some of these products that make this list do happen to be construction related. Um, so there are there, the effects of this radiate out and can affect construction, even when the link isn't so obviously clear, such as in the case of steel and aluminum tariffs. So Colin, how can contractors explore securing change orders for higher steel prices? For existing private contracts, we're encouraging members to review those contracts and determine if provisions have been made for price adjustments due to an escalation of material prices or for changes in taxes, including tariffs. If a contract includes such provisions, we really urge our members to review the language carefully, ensure that steel and aluminum material costs increases are covered in their language, and some provisions may specify which materials or products are covered or not. Additionally, a provision may only cover material price decreases which would only benefit the owner. If a contract does not include such provisions, you, our members, may be liable for covering the increased materials cost. So that's for existing contracts. 
We recommend that if members have a potential project contract in which they have an interest and which does not incorporate one of these clauses, they should formally raise the absence of those clauses with the owner, encouraging the owner to amend the solicitation with price escalation and or time and price impacted materials. This will eliminate bid contingencies and make for a fair balanced bid or proposal process. Also relevant to this is a contractual tool that I think you actually know a little bit more about, Amy, as, uh, as you oversee the construction docs program. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this around to you and turn your own question back on to you. Well, thanks. So um, in full disclosure, some of you may or may not know that I'm also the director of the Consensus Docs Coalition here at AGC. In our Consensus Docs 200.1 time and price impact material addendum and Schedule A is actually a great document to consider because the language when using with new contracts, the language is flexible. It allows prices to ex escalate up or down based on the objectives that you choose when you're in the negotiation process. So it's perfect for the current situation we're in. And it can be attached to any prime agreement. So again, very flexible and very timely with what's going on. The other example where something like this can be resolved is if you have used the Consensus Stocks 200 owner contractor agreement and general conditions, um, section 3.2 2-1 requires the contractor to comply with all laws at their cost, but however, when you get into section 3.21.1, it states the contract price or contract time shall be adjusted by change order for additional costs or time needed, resulting in any change in law, which is where we're at, increased taxes enacted after the date that the contract was signed. So there are some solutions that AGC members can take advantage of definitely out there. But what is AGC doing to push back on these tariffs? Right. Now, Amy, from the beginning, we've taken an aggressive approach to these tariffs. On the same day that President Trump announced the planned tariff rates, we were already primed and ready to mobilize our membership. Our members helped send thousands of tweets, emails, and Facebook messages to Congress as well as to the president. Now, since that time, we've directly lobbied the White House, the Department of Commerce, and the United States Trade Representative's Office, as well as submitted comments for congressional hearings related to the tariffs impacts. We've also been working in partnership with the National Foreign Trade Council's Alliance for Competitive Steel and Aluminum Trade. That's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. A-C-A-S-A-T. But at the moment, we are the sole representative of the construction industry. That is the premier group that is working on behalf of a host of different industries affected by steel and aluminum tariffs. And within this coalition, we are working to bring on other related industries and strengthen it. This coalition is asking its partners to reach out to member companies for anecdotal stories, instances of price increases, or other vignettes that might help illustrate the damaging nature that these tariffs are having so that we can then package them and present them to members of Congress. So obviously those, those stories, those real life business cases are really important. What are other things that our listeners can do? Once we have a better sense of how the remaining country exemptions will affect pricing, we can take a more muscular approach in pressing the administration to wind down the tariffs. So towards that end, we plan to circulate a detailed member survey that will allow us to present, as we said, more credible data to House members mm -hmm. and the executive branch. So our, when, we, when we release that, filling out that survey in detailed fashion will help us tremendously. Now, aside from joining AGC in our advocacy efforts that we mentioned previously, members can also explore steel and aluminum product exclusions. So to take us back 
To help ease the pain of the tariffs, Trump ordered the Commerce Department to implement a process to exclude steel and aluminum products that aren't made in the U.S. Now, this process is overseen by the Commerce's Bureau of Industry and Security. An exclusion process allows companies to submit products exclusion requests, as well as comment on the department's rule governing those requests for product exclusions. So, to your question, companies can submit comments on the rule before May 18th, and that link can be found online or in the material that AGC has circulated. So that sounds like a lot to take on. So quickly, as a business owner, what do you suggest I do? Amy, I think the three most important things to do moving forward is to look for our member survey that we'll be sending out. That will give us the data that we need to work with. Secondly, as price increases occur, I would send those details to Ken Simonson, our chief economist. And thirdly, I would look for advocacy action alerts that we send out as we try to marshal our greatest resource, which is our members. Well, that's perfect. Well, thank you, Colin, for helping us better understand the tariffs. I'm sure we'll be looking for some more information and you'll be having to provide it as the situation changes. And I want to thank you all for listening. This has been the AGC Constructor Cast.